All right, Josh, since we can't, ka-ching. Three, two, one. What's up, guys? We are back. Deacon Greg with two beers deep. I hate the sound of this mic. We're getting new mics. <laughs> um, Josh over here just like sipping on the gin and tonic right there. He's really happy. Living my best Don Draper life, boys. Yeah, so the uh, <laughs> the disgruntled ex-employee, Josh Elsass, is back. He's here to uh, stand in front of the court for his crimes of missing a live show. But Ooh. it's okay. You're not alone because Greg's here to stand for his crimes of missing Sunday. Unbelievable. So, uh, I mean, Josh, what do you got to say for yourself, dude? Uh, what I have to say for myself is that I went to a rock concert. Boo. I dislocated my thumb at said rock concert. Boo. And I messed up my uh, Janowski Nike SBs. Oh. So. Do SBs stand for super bum? Super bummed is what it stands for. Shouldn't you have known better to not wear those at a rock concert, though, to be fair? I needed, but they're so punk. They are punk. So hardcore. I but just, if you're that worried about ruining them, I feel like that's not the best. He thought the to... other rock fans would know. When I got <laughs> the shoes, I didn't think that I was gonna be this in love with them. Mm. And then as the days went by, I'm like, those are my nice shoes now, and that's not what I got them for. So mm. I almost forced myself into breaking that love affair with them. Did you pop your thumb back in during the said concert? So what had happened was, what had happened was, <laughs> a 42-year-old man pushing two uh, 50 club oh. uh, decided to stage dive in his affliction shirt. Oh. And when he stage dove on top of me, I was looking the other way. And he landed right on top of me. So Jeez. To, I just reacted to try to push him off of me. Mm-hmm. Ended up basically gut punching the guy. But because I wasn't really paying attention, my thumb got folded underneath. Oh, fingers, oh. And we all know. But yeah. I throw a real punch. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, out came the thumb. And then like literally like he kind of went away. And then the wave came back and hit me again from behind. And then my thumb went back in. To, Sounds so uh, much damn. better than free beer back. and 50 cent wings at Scratch Food and Beverage in Troy Hill, Pittsburgh. <laughs> so, okay, so what, what's worse about that? The fact that the dude was 42 years old or that he was wearing an affliction shirt? I think the fact, the worst part was that I missed uh, the live show at Scratch Food and Beverage. <laughs> great with, uh, answer. Great yeah, answer. that's a good answer. Yeah. Uh, what's wrong with affliction shirts? Because everything has a cir- like a cycle. And when I was in like eighth grade, they were super cool because of George St. Pierre. And guess what? Everything comes back. Bell bottom jeans, skinny jeans are, are back, and they were. Everything comes back, so affliction will come back. But so are Ed Hardy did, shirts going to come back? Abs- they are back. Oh, did give me a break. Affliction <laughs> shirts, and I know, like this guy's the typical though. He was like, he had like white hair that was spiked, and then uh, oh, like the ramp spike. Nice. You know what I mean? Yes. And um, <laughs> nice. Was had tribal tattoos up and down his arms. Oh wearing no. An affliction shirt, pushing two fifty, oh, and he's like my height. He's like five eight. Oh, he was 5'8". Yeah, so he, Matt Sarah yeah. would be his, his wrestling comp, yeah. That's a good way to look at it, actually. Um, okay, so let's get off of Josh's weekend. Josh, I'm glad you had fun. I'm glad you survived the show. Um, Josh, I'm going to start the show off with, I think, uh, I mean, is it too early to say there's a title claim for Liverpool? 
Yeah, it's way too early. I don't There's know. still like five it's... games left. Because if I jinx it now, you mm-hmm. can't be mad at me for anything but being too excited for you. So, I mean, Liverpool won already. Yeah, that's true. I almost... Like, at some point in time, I, I almost want them to draw completely even. Because this, like... Every time we win, we go above them thing is just, like, the worst. Because, like, Sunday morning started with me going, like, okay, now we have to win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, a draw won't do it. We have to win. Um, And, I mean, a, a, sc- a scoreless first half, but then they really turned on the charm in the back. And Bobby Firmino is just a wizard. He, uh... He's really, like, he looked kind of... Sh- bad uh yeah. at the beginning of the season but he is really just if you gave me twenty dollars and you said put it on coutinho or firmino to have a better liverpool career i would have spent a hundred dollars on coutinho absolutely you know like what i mean so would, like yeah. it, it's amazing what and not that like this is a knock at bobby firmino because we all just coutinho was better at the time but it's amazing mm-hmm. the career he sustained at yeah. liverpool well and well. without a midfield that's our midfield. They have Jordan Henderson. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he is the greatest midfielder. And how much creativity Ooh. does Jordan Henderson have? Uh, the same amount as Frank Lampard. <laughs> they are identical. I was gonna say you're definitely boasting on the gin and tonic right there. He's a he's that. a broke's man, Stephen Gerrard. I mean, come on. Yeah. He isn't. <laughs> and by broke, I mean like, like broke. Damn. He's like <laughs> yeah. he's like a Champions League uh, Stephen Gerrard. Oh boy. Do you oh know gosh. who your toughest fixture is uh, to go? That was it. That was it. Yeah. It's been a smooth sailing. They actually have five consecutive bye weeks. Um, And they're all at Anfield. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. (laughs) Because that's the rumor, right? (laughs) Liverpool doesn't play anywhere except for at Anfield. (laughs) I wouldn't put it past them, though. Um, Man, you lost to Barcelona recently. And they ended up uh, – no, they won this weekend. Off two two Pogba PKs. That would have been the worst stretch of games in Manchester United history. Really? Two ties and the rest losses in like eight games or something like that, which is off the back of arguably the greatest run in Manchester United history with Ole. So it's crazy. So I'm glad they won that game. They needed to not have his name tainted. That's hard to way. believe that it would have been the worst run ever compared to the last couple of years, to be honest. But consecutive run. Okay. Like, like with no wins or like not a third tie, it was, it was bad. Okay. But Pogba put both penalties home, and uh, I woke up happy. How are you guys looking at top four? Good. Oh, I'm I'm supremely confident that after you two laughed at me by saying I was getting top four, I, at that moment I said it's got to happen. Yeah, I mean to be fair, we were still banking on Mourinho to be the manager at this time. So eh. no, yeah, no. At that time, we had just switched Ole, and I said he's going to take us to top four, and you guys said there's not enough time left. That was definitely during the Ole change. I think he's right because oh. Ole was the manager when we went to um, Pipers that one. Because I would have uh, zero confidence saying that with Mourinho at that. Right. Home. Okay, we stand corrected then. Maybe maybe if you showed up on Sunday, you'd know more. Oh, my God. Give Greg. me a break. Speaking of Sunday. Okay. Tiger's back. Tiger is back. Oh, my God. That was that was amazing. How that, good did that red polo look? It looked good. Not as good as uh, his faux turtleneck on day one, <laughs> which was beautiful. But, no, the, mm. the, I mean, realistically, uh, I don't think – and there's obviously people that said, like, I had him in my work pool, or I bet on him. The only person on the planet that actually should be able to talk is the guy that put up $81,000 on Tiger. And won, what, $1.1 million, I think? $1.16 on the dot. Damn. Yeah. That's Nike crazy. should be doing the commercial about that guy. <laughs> well, they did, the new, they did the new Tiger commercial, which did you see? Mm-hmm. Which was beautiful. It was basically him going through. He's been the highs. He's been the lows. Yeah. He's, he's amazing. Did you see the video of Tiger um, sitting there with a just – it was basically a montage of people saying he's done. 
Right. Yeah. Was there one person in there that you recognized that threw you off? So it goes through. There's Alexi Lalas he talks to. It gets to Scott Van Pelt. gets to Stephen A. Okay. Um, it touches on... Um, there's just a couple of ESPN names. The most prominent newscaster in that mix was Mia Khalifa. What? Mia Khalifa. They actually aired that too? So, Mia Khalifa is now a the newest reign of from porn star to sportscaster. Wow. Following in the steps of Lisa Ann, who does football, fantasy football, and she's actually good. Mia Khalifa is a diehard DC fan. That she's is true. She's a diehard uh, Washington Capitals fan. Um, and she might be... The second biggest, I showed you my boobs and now I'm famous behind Kim Kardashian of all time. Wait a minute. Now I know who this person is. Yeah. She mm-hmm. feuds with everybody. She's yep. the worst. She's the Madden worst. Madden hates oh, yeah. her, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hates okay, yep. okay, okay. He hates her in a sense of like that he loves porn stars and then she tries to know sports and he's like, go back to porn. I, there's mm-hmm. no credit in my, like if you do something like, I mean, all right, here's a great example. Cardi B. You do some crazy ass shit. Eventually you might be famous. If you're going to, like, leverage your life to be something, go ahead and do it. Just don't be, like, really fucking bad at it. Mm-hmm. Like, really bad at it. But she was in the video, and I was just like, oh, like, why her? Like, I don't know. Why that... would Nike stoop that low? Well, that wasn't Nike. Nike's commercial was just straight through. There was another, I forget, it was an interview with him oh, okay. where they showed all these. So that, I was going to say, that so, who, not, yeah. so who technically was it then? I don't they, know. It was, was Tiger. Gonna, I was going to say, because they basically just put her into mainstream society now, now where more people are going to look her up and probably try to figure out who she is. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's an element of that. But if you mm-hmm. don't know already for the negative reasons mm-hmm. more than the sports casting, you, you just won't. Yeah. Um, but Tiger, I mean, that whole Masters experience was yeah. – you were going to say, Josh? Yeah. So I'm kind of con- – of conflicted didn't nike drop tiger um gatorade did nike did not yeah nike did not yeah okay. every nike sponsor get, except okay. nike did all right mm-hmm. then yeah. nike gets to do that now commercial. they definitely were like hey we're gonna cut back on you and make you dormant but they did not drop it. that's okay. why that's why rory mcelroy kind of became the new face of uh nike golf at the time okay yeah okay but you look at the weekend um i had in my work pool uh tommy fleetwood jordan spieth uh, DeChambeau, who obviously we yeah. talked about it, should have picked Rom instead of him. That was my one and two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rory and Ricky. Um, I ended second to last in my work pool behind a couple people. But Ooh. our uh, Ricky didn't do too bad though. No, they they all did pretty well. Yeah, I ended did. up with about I think it was like seven hundred thousand dollars was my total. How much people made? Mm-hmm. Um, but the owner of Bruner, Michael Bruner, picked Tiger Woods, <laughs> Brooks Kepka, Wow, Dustin Johnson. He had Justin Rose and Tommy Fleetwood. I think. Were you allowed? You were, I'm guessing you were allowed to pick anyone. Anyone, no tears. Oh yeah. man, that top three was just perfect. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was mad. Yeah. I, sh- you sh- I th- should have gone with DJ. I'm not a mm-hmm. big fan of him aside from what, like the Gretzky thing. I gotta say that was. Would you say that was probably one of the best Masters you ever watched? That was the single greatest sporting event I will ever be alive for due to the due to Tiger. Well, Even, no, there were ten people. In that, the I end. know it was great, but you know what? It always comes around, man. Hole number twelve ruined people. Absolutely destroyed oh, people. Oh, yeah. Spieth For, again. Spieth ruined it. I uh, believe... Um, Molinari. Molinari. He's, he plunked twice. He was in the water. Yeah. yeah. F- Finau. Uh, Kepka. Um, there was, who was paired with Kepka, too? Uh, Poulter. Happened yeah. Poulter too. Like Tiger was the only one that actually thought, okay, let's not go for the well, whole... Well, he, he did something this round that I thought was old Tiger-esque. He waited and waited and waited and then attacked and then attacked, and then waited, and then attacked. It was never conservative, mm-hmm. but he didn't 
have to make every shot. He just said, oh, I can make this shot, and then he attacked. I was surprised he admitted to scoreboard watching, too. I'm not. Really? It's the Masters. It's been how long since Tiger won? Um, he doesn't I, strike me as someone who pays attention to everyone now, else, though. Now, Tiger Woods, the greatest golfer of all time, doesn't care what other people have. Tiger Woods, the former greatest golfer of all time who hasn't won a major in, what was it, five years mm-hmm. and hasn't won in the Masters in 11 years? Yeah. He's going to watch the scoreboard. Okay. That's how I – Tiger as a whole was a guy that's not going to look at the scoreboard. But that situation, Tiger needed to be like, okay, this is real. Let's do this. Right. He kind of turned the pressure on, and you could tell from the back nine too where he actually birdied, I think, uh, two of the last four holes. I mean, the only yep. one only one he had issue with was 18. But, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, he was already two shots ahead. He didn't really have to stress too much yep. about that. I think it was interesting, a lot of pundits are pointing out how methodical his process was. Kind of like what you were saying, where he wasn't necessarily uh, conservative, but he wasn't necessarily like rolling the dice either. And all the way down to him putting his, his uh, ball marker down Yeah, was yep. like everything was very deliberate. Everything was, was almost, it was perfect. Like he his, never made you second guess the thing he was doing. Mm-hmm. Right, right. It was all just very controlled, very slow, right. very methodical. Right, even on a couple bad drives that he had to start off, I think uh, I think thirteen and fifteen, he had some really ugly shots. But yeah, you, you didn't see him waver. Nope, you saw him completely just assess the situation, and he was able to recover very easily. So yeah, credit to uh, him. I, I honestly, that is, I think that'll unless something else happens, that is obviously above that. That is the single greatest sporting event I will ever witness. That is up there with Michael Phelps winning all of his medals and beating France. That is up there with about everything that I could... I mean, back-to-back cups for the Pens is obviously a little more near and dear to the heart, but in mm-hmm. the essence of sports, that's the greatest thing I'll ever witness. Okay, so after this past weekend, looking at Tiger right now... He's My in, life is a disappointment, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's all he, downhill. He is still in probably one of the most competitive fields we will ever see in golf. The The amount of talent that we have right now, the amount of youth that you have Which right I love because it's because of him. It is because of him. That's very true. He pointed that out in his uh, post-game, post-conference, actually. But I want to point this out. Do you think he can tie Nicholas's record? So not not break. I don't think he can break, but I still think he has behind, a chance. Right? Yes, he's so Josh Tiger's three behind winning majors. He needs to win three more majors to tie Jack, and then four more to win. In all honesty, um, you put him in. I don't know how I did this, by the way, guys. Oh, I got it. <laughs> way to go! Wow, tied um, his drawstring into the uh, headphone cord. Well, I couldn't <laughs> function my brain enough to be like, oh, just lift up and it might come out. <laughs> I was intertwining it. Um, we need a camera. Yeah, um, we do, <laughs> but. I'm sorry, Greg. Ask your question again. Okay, I got really messed up by that. I'm can so he, sorry. It's okay. Can he match him? Can, uh, he, can he match Jack? Can um, he match or break even? I, I hate to say no because, I mean, he's at 43 years old. He's had three massive back surgeries, knee surgeries, hip surgeries, right. scandals on and off the like field, just different things. Um, honestly, do I see him winning three more tournaments before he retires? Yes. Well, here's a question. When do you think he could retire? Because he's best he has ever been he could probably go maybe i say three more years well that's what i'm saying three tournaments if i had to say in three years is tiger gonna win at least three tournaments i would say yes if you said in three years can tiger win three majors it has a different feel to it yeah but i think he can tie okay at least i think he can tie but he needs to ride this wave Mm-hmm. I think it depends on locations. Obviously, if the U.S. Open goes back to Torrey Pines at all in the next three years, maybe that could work out because that's usually his home base. But, you know, Masters is always tough. The The Open is a whole other beast. And then um, 
I mean, PGA, he's got a chance he to. He has a shot at PGA. He has a shot at PGA, yeah. I think, I, I think yeah. Uh, Brooks takes it this, well, this year. Well, because PGA, I mean, they moved it now, so it's in May. So it's like, I think uh, I think it's only a couple more weeks. Yeah, if I'm him, yeah. I'm taking. I'm take, I'm not playing another round of golf. Till PJ, yeah, yeah till that, PJ. That's probably because there's obviously other middle tournaments. You look like you want to say something, Josh. Well, wouldn't he want to practice? No, but he's not taking a tournament, or he's not playing another course. Oh, okay, everything, everything that he has to do has to be geared for that course. Mm-hmm. So uh, if it's getting there and just walking it earlier than you're supposed, to, you know what I mean? Like I wouldn't play in another tournament or go play another course just to yeah. play it. Which he's Tiger. I shouldn't be telling him what to right. do. But well, the U.S. Open. The only way I see him winning that is if it's at Torrey Pines. Everything else, there's no way. Because even the even the average golfer, or even sorry, the average PGA golfer can barely hit even par at a U.S. Open. Well, then course. wouldn't it be wouldn't it be smart for whoever's running that tournament to put it at Torrey Pines? I think they're picked out. Yeah, they two pick, years in advance. I think two years in advance. You mean yeah. to tell me that? Ghana can get a World Cup, but nobody can grease those pumps to get that thing back at Torrey Pines so when he can tie the record. When does Ghana have a World Cup? Yeah, oh, I, I just <laughs> figured it like, <laughs> You know like, what I, I mean? Guitar's a big issue. I didn't know there was a Ghana issue. Like, well, so the, the the real issue is that it's they. I mean, they do it in the preparation, and nobody knew Tiger was going to win this weekend. So to try and lean to give him chances when there's contracts and stupid stuff. But yeah, every right. every every. Tournament should be at Tory Pines from now on. <laughs> just for that one. Yeah, just for that one, man. <laughs> just for that one. Um, let's branch away from golf. I don't quite know how to transition, so I'm just going to say that the pens are down 0-3. You know what? <laughs> yeah. Why even talk about that when the Columbus Blue Jackets are up 3-0? I, I'm more shocked by that <sighs> than I am the Islanders up 3-0, honestly. Like, I really am. I, you know, the Islanders have a number of, like, the Penguins have a million excuses for losing to the Islanders. Right. Barry Trotz figured them out. They have a team of, uh, they have a team, not a group of stars. They are more physical. They did it, like, their goalie's hot, whatever. But we had the, to swim the whole way to the island. That's true, too. Right. <laughs> they had to swim the whole way to we the island. We had to island. play in an NHL arena that had no, you know, amenities that we are accustomed to in the NHL anymore. Right. I mean, you could, you could make a number of excuses for them. But the Columbus Blue Jackets, yeah, at the Jesus. deadline, took all their chips and pushed it to the center with the biggest pair of balls that we've seen in hockey in a long time. And Maybe they, and they almost didn't get in the playoffs. And they almost didn't qualify for the playoffs. They came out of the gate and smacked the best team in regular season history in the face. Yeah, yeah. um, I, I want to talk about that a lot. I forget who it was. I think it was Dennis. But he said, because we, we, the, the first game was on a Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. Then we hit the live show. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that Dennis said that he thought Columbus was going to uh, only lose one game. It, I don't know if it was him. In the series or In the overall? series. Okay. In the series. So it was one of those things. Where it was definitely after the first game, but it was before the second game. I think it was Dennis, and he said that, and I was like, okay, dude. Just because of how you guys were talking about it. I mean, I'm not as big of a hockey fan as I am a baseball fan. Huge baseball fan. Massive. Yep, big big large, baseball guy. Same as uh, – never mind. Um, but for hockey, you know, I appreciate it come playoffs. I, I think it's the majority of the douchebag fans that never played hockey that think that this is their sport and I'm not allowed to talk about it. Right. Turn me off from it. Um, but I know more than them because guess what? I said uh, Latang was a liability and <laughs> oh man how smart does frank's article look the best thing is did you see so shout out to sid eric matthews uh good friend of the show 
basically, we talked about this on the live show a lot mm-hmm. because Marty was there, my buddy, and I you. brought him up, and I basically was like, all right, tell me what part of this was wrong. And he talked that, about the Norse Trophy and things like that. That article really did piss off a lot of people. It pissed off so many people. But the <laughs> thing it. is, my argument with the entire situation it was, um, I thought on the bench the whole reason to post it was if you want to talk about sports, here's how you give your opinion. Nobody was actually attacking any of the information in the article. Right. Everyone was just like, oh, this guy doesn't know shit. I'm like, well, what part of this? And they're like, because he's up, he's up for the Norse. And I'm like, okay, so that means he is an attacking defender based that it's a scoring, like it's a point trophy anymore, Correct. like you said. Yeah. So then you look at the situation that the article basically says he's the liability for going up too much. And obviously, obviously Chris Lazang is awesome. We're all aware he's awesome. He's cotton candy. Which means? Tastes great at the beginning. And then afterwards, you're like, man, that was a lot of calories I ate for no reason. Is it weird Ooh, that, that, that the lot, last actually. cup we won didn't have him in the last The last two cups. No, he played in um, really 16, not 17. Yeah. Uh, no, okay. I flipped that. I thought we didn't have him in 17 unless I'm taking right. it daily. Well, I, no, I I trust you. Your brain's better but, than mine. <laughs> so we basically talked about it, and... Uh, but when the article dropped, Sid went in and just individually commented on everyone else's comment, fighting for the article. And the funniest thing about it was he kept tossing out stats that no one could combat about right. Latang being a liability. And so at the live show, we talked about it a decent amount. But after the game, Sid went into the article and said, anybody got anything else to say now? Mm-hmm. Yep. And one kid tried. It was just, it was Funyak. And I, shout out oh, Mike Funyak. Love you, buddy. It was a terrible attempt to say that the whole team was bad. But right. I mean, it was. I just love that article so much. It's a fair. <laughs> it is a fair point that the whole team was bad. I yeah, but that. you can't just do what Tanger did and give up the overtime goal against the Islanders and not expect people to shit on him. One, yeah, but brag about it if you previously shat upon. True, and you did bring up a good point though that the whole Norris Trophy argument is kind of a moot point because well, it's weirdly yeah. en- it's weirdly enough and it's it's more offensive stats than anything. And that's an LSS original. Be, which it I got be. that from you. Yep, I fully take that to my grave, but I believe in that. Yeah, I mean it's. You know, but it, like, I'd really like to get back to the Columbus thing. I'm 100% ready to. Because as much as, as Tiger might be the greatest moment in sports, this could be the greatest upset in hockey. I was just going to ask oh, that. Oh, since, I'm so sorry. Is Miracle on ice not hockey? I, Pro no, hockey. I not say since, and then he interrupted me? Yeah. No, Greg since actually 1980. Greg interrupted you first, <laughs> okay, so I was whatever. allowed to come in back door. Sorry. But yeah, probably since the 80 Olympics. I mean, like, not... That's a real disservice to Columbus because Columbus is an NHL team and the parody in the NHL is so good that you're seeing what you're seeing, right? Absolutely, yeah. But there was there's a group of players on that team that everybody put, well, can Bobrovsky play in the playoffs? Oh, Duchesne disappears when the going gets tough. Panarin's only good in the regular season. You know, all these things like were being cast on this team. And mm-hmm. more, more than anything, and me personally also believing this, that Tortorella is not capable of coaching no. stars. <laughs> well, I, I definitely didn't. Because Tort's last team was the Rangers, right? Yeah. Uh, Maybe no. there was a break Vancouver. Between. Oh, Remember that's him right. and Vigneault right. flipped that's for right. a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, But then he was Rangers before that, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I knew him at the Rangers, and I always hated him because he yeah. looked like uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, absolutely. But, but like the, a worse <laughs> form. Like if Jerry Seinfeld... And um, I can't think of the owner of the Heat oh, or the president of the Heat. Oh, Pat okay. Riley. Thank you. If Jerry Seinfeld and Pat Riley had a, had a son, oh my God. it would be tort. So I, always, I never liked him. <laughs> but that's all I got. We're in a scenario right now where this group of people that were cast off are about to knock off 
the best team in regular season Couldn't history. Couldn't you yeah. say that the Golden Knights did kind of the same thing? So the Golden Knights was a whole nother scenario. Okay. That's a true Cinderella story where the Golden Knights did not have the players or the, the star power to do what they did. Mm-hmm. Like, realistically, they had two guys that were really hot, and then Marc-Andre Fleury just stood on his head for, you know, four rounds and then ran out of gas. I wish they would have won, man. And the Golden Knights did show success in the regular season. Well, and they're showing success this year, obviously. Yes. So it's it's a sustained real thing. Right, whereas Columbus is kind of like, um, it it's like, on paper, they should be doing this. Right. Zion is officially declared for the draft. I Go just ahead. want to bring that up. Sorry. Okay. Shout out Adam Schefter. I know he's a listener. Eh. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Um, but hey, for them, <laughs> um, don't this our show? <laughs> for them, um, oh, now it's our show. It's, I know. It's the it's that on paper they're doing what what they should be capable of when everyone had written them off. And I mean, the Islanders are essentially doing the opposite of that, that on paper they look terrible and in real life they're good. Mm -hmm. But it's just... Do they have the shot at going past this round on a real level of like, maybe they just game plan for the Lightning? Why not? They're going to get the whoever is done beating the crap out of each other in the Boston-Toronto series on a a lull. I kind of hope it's Toronto. Toronto's not going to... I don't like Boston. I've man. made a couple of bets with friends for uh, beer that it's like, especially after the Nazem Kadri, is he's got to be done. You would think. I mean, he's a repeat offender. So for those who don't know, Nazem Kadri, I don't know, had had enough of the Boston Bruins shenanigans and took the um, story into his own hands and cross-checked a guy in the back of the head last night. Yep. Wait, why? Or two nights ago? Well, oh, so he's he's on. He's Toronto. on the Leafs. Okay. And he's, I thought you were talking about a guy that had enough with the story of the Bruins, like internally. Oh, and I don't no. know why. I, okay. So and, he, he cross-checked behind the head. Yeah. And, Who was it? Uh, one of their goons. Okay. This guy's a, it's a guy's a nobody, too, which is part of the problem. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was one of their pesky guys that essentially took out Jeez. one of the key players for the Leafs and, and really was the difference maker for the Leafs because the Leafs weren't able to do anything with their top two lines and Kadri has really shown up and played well for them. So now he's out of the series most likely. Um, and the Boston Bruins are going to just continue to beat the crap out of the stars. And, uh, from did the guy get a suspension? Uh, not yet, but Nazem Kadri is a, re- a repeat offender. Okay, that was my actually next question. did something very similar last playoffs that cost the Leafs in that series yeah. too. Wow. Yeah, the Bruins kind of have the Leafs, the Leafs ticket. What's it at right now? Uh, two it's one, two, two one, one Bruins. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Um, so going into the draft, because yeah. there's a kid that basically teams are tanking, like we're tanking. Well, or there's whatever. two kids if you're yeah, Josh. there's Chelsea's. Okay, so who's the who's the actual kid, and then give me your kid. So the first, so the first kid was uh, Jack Hughes, uh, center. For- he was the X Men. Ka-shing. X Men. <laughs> That's true. You're not wrong. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, Jack Hughes, uh, center. He played for uh, United States uh, National Team Development Program. He was in the World Juniors. Was he a college kid? Uh, no, he was 18 years old. I don't even know. Is he committed he's 17. anywhere? He's about, he'll turn 18 this summer. Okay. You don't have to. Okay, so that's. I guess that's another question I should have asked. There's no you have to go to college or anything, right? Because I, I honestly think that the NHL knocked it out of the park with the whole, we're going to draft you and you can either stay in school or come play with us. I wish the NBA did that and you could draft kids, but they still had to go to their junior yeah. year. I was thinking about that coming in. Obviously, there's a lot of complications. But if you take Zion, he plays two years, then he comes to your team. It's a little different than hockey, but I like what they have. We actually looked this up one time. The last 
guy who went number one overall that decided to go to college after getting drafted number one was Eric Johnson. I believe that was 2006. Something like that. Yeah, something Seeing like the that. Pro, he, uh, is, was he good? Uh, he, average. Yeah, I mean, he was he was a highly recruited as being like the next Scott Stevens or this this you know all all knowing powerful defenseman and has for the most part just been where do you good, go? Not great. I want to say Boston, Boston University. I thought it was. I'm North so sorry, Dakota or Minnesota. Just the pro team. Oh, uh, oh, Colorado. He was drafted by. Gotcha. Yeah, that yeah. he has. He is Langeskog. still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Langeskog. <laughs> uh, uh, what was um? They had another winger back in the day. Sakura Forsberg. Didn't they have Sakura? No, he was the devil. Then Sackick. Okay. <laughs> Joe. Yeah. But but the Peter other Thorsberg, but right? the other guy Peter who Forsberg. is uh who is in a debate for one A and one B is Josh's preferred guy. Capo Caco. Also a great name too. That's almost as good as Coco Crisp. It really <laughs> is. Wait, where's Capo Capo from? He is Finnish and Does he uh, go to Penn State? No. no. There was <laughs> there was a Penn Stater from Finland who was the captain of the Finnish team though. So wow. yeah. but um That's why I thought he was your guy. Capo Caco is essentially Patrick Laine with grit. So Patrick Laine is a 30 to 40 goal scorer in this league. Huh. And um, yeah, snipe yeah he's pretty good. He's yeah. real good. Yeah, um, except for this guy, maybe I guess even a better, he's like Ovechkin, but bigger. Ooh. That's fair. He's Ovechkin now, with two I, inches on. I pretty much will die on my grave that I think uh, Ovechkin is the greatest pure skater I've ever seen on the offensive side of the puck as a, as a mediocrely huge, mediocrely average fan. I think that he looks flashier than he is. His skating isn't pretty. I'd lean yeah, towards oh, it's, Mc... it's ugly. I'd lean towards McDavid when it came to skating, though. Who? McDavid. McDavid. M- McDavid. Sorry. Oh. What was that? Yeah. Oh, sorry, I got mixed up. My bad. Uh, I mean, no, we're not moving on yet. I Hold don't on. even know what, was what that? that was. I said McDavid instead of McDavid. Yeah, I apologize. but you know, Greg, you are the encyclopedia. You knew it was McDavid. I get them mixed up. I still some, sometimes call you Witten, though. Yeah, but I'm not a professional sports star that we have to talk about. You don't have to mention my name. I apologize. All right, Malik. Connor Connor uh, um, is a very gifted skater and yeah. makes it look effortless. Ovi, you can tell he's working. Mm-hmm. Ovi reminds me of an athletic Kessel sometimes. It's, I, it's not pretty. I wouldn't, even say, I wouldn't even say athletic. I think they're the same fucking oh person, just God. one's Russian. <laughs> hot dog. Yeah. yeah, hot dog. But we will be seeing Hughes and Kago a lot because the Devils got number one and the Rangers got number two. So where do we draft... Is it a lottery? Uh, it is a lottery for, for the bottom, half, for the bottom half. Yeah, we will. It'll depend on. Wait, by bottom do you mean one, two, three, or like bottom of the draft? I'm so sorry. essentially, half the league makes the playoffs, half the league doesn't. The le- the part of the league that does not goes into the entry or goes into the NHL draft lottery. Oh, so it's the NBA. It is. Yeah. Okay. 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 Is that what the NBA well, is? When you said the bottom, I thought you meant the guys in the playoff, like the bottom of the draft order, and no. that's where I was trying to, because no. I was like. All right, so then you're telling me that the number, like yeah. the winner of the Stanley Cup, could get the 16th, whatever. But I yeah, thought, it's the same as NBA. I watched the lottery. I thought there was going to be some tomfoolery because Chicago had like the 12th best odds to get them, and they, I saw that they were going to get a top three pick, and I was like, oh, are the you Devils sneaky? Are the Devils that bad right now? The Devils' best player was hurt all season. Okay, who was also the MVP last year too? Ooh, who was that? Taylor, Taylor Hall. Hall. Oh, mm. uh, sounds like a country singer. <laughs> he could be. Yeah. Um. Good old Canadian boy, um, <laughs> and and their goalie who they, as Greg and I were talking about, the goalie who usurped two perennial all stars, 
um, or Hall of Famer. I don't want yeah, to use the word perennial, but two, two Hall of Famers, Marty Brodeur mm-hmm. and Roberto Luongo. This guy usurped both of them. Yep. Corey Snyder. What is what is usurped? He usurped. followed them. He, he he was the next in line. They, they literally bumped these two out of starting roles to put this guy into uh, that role. So he's mm-hmm. like Matt Murray. Yes. Yeah. But we failed. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I, that's a whole other argument. And Frank has a great article on whether or not Matt Murray is any good. Oh, uh, also I on hope, thoughts from the I bench. Hope, I hope. I hope. <laughs> I hope. It's about how he's the best goalie in the league, oh. and I can go to bat for Frank. Please repost. I like Frank. Didn't you see it? I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was gonna say we posted this like a week I know, ago. I'm just teasing it for the people reading. Oh. Um. I posted articles last week. Yeah. So most articles. Oh, did you? Good for I you. Had three. Man. There was a lot of stuff in my world going yeah, on. I was I mean, excited. It, yeah. Did you see the one article I wrote about the the baseball team? These like it was like Pony League. Oh, you lit the field up. Yeah, fire? they lit the field. I on heard fire. about that. I, I didn't get a chance to read the article. What what exactly? Basically, happened? so they didn't want like they got to the field. The home team didn't want to reschedule the game or go to the away team's field, but it was too damp. So they put gasoline on the infield and lit it, and then the whole field caught on fire, and they had to call the fire department, and they rubbed dirt all over it. And I said in the article, I was like, I'm not so much interested how this pitch happened. I'm more interested in the guy who came up with this idea's pitches at the recent town hall meetings. <laughs> that this one made it through. Like, this one got approved. They were like, okay, yeah. Gary, like, this is the least crazy <laughs> idea you've had. Let's just try it out. Someone's like, come on, man. It's Gary. Like, he has a swimming pool. And then just, boom, fire. Right. I was like, this is the best day ever. He was the one guy who got through freshman college classes at the local community college. Yes. They're like, all right, he's the most educated. <laughs> yes. Let's go with him. He is our champion. <laughs> right. Our champion of he education. He's the Tyrwin Lannister of whatever pony league. Yeah. Oh, man. I thought of a really good joke today that I couldn't do because we never had the call. We have a guy. This is going to be. This is going to sound so bad. I'm, I'm hyping. That, that sentence right there is hyping this up too much, but stay with me. All right. So we have conference calls at work, and some of our guys are down in Atlanta. And the one guy named Jake always gets on the phone, and then we're just like, oh, hey, how's it going, blah, blah, blah. And I was going to answer the phone, and I was going to be like, oh, Jake, did you get a haircut? And just see what happens on his end of the phone. But then I realized we didn't have the call, and I didn't get to use it. And I was really upset. Because obviously I wasn't able to see him. It's just a phone call. But if he did get a haircut, that'd be awesome. You've been clairvoyant right there. I'm yeah. going to borrow that. I, <laughs> that. I really like that. <laughs> yes. Is that the greatest joke? It is. It's oh, a terrible joke. Oh, my God, Jake, did you get a haircut? You look good, man. And they're just like, in your thing. Not Jake. I use the surname. Um, I don't even I don't think he knows my name now, I think. so. I got a podcast uh, surname, Jake. If you want to check it out, you're on it this week. But anyway. Uh, so <laughs> hockey right now is all all the understories and the underdogs and the people who aren't supposed to be winning are winning and it's making hockey fun. Yep. But next subject. Okay. So we got about twenty minutes till we're gonna shut it down. Maybe a little bit less. Um, I mean, do you want to talk any basketball really quick, Greg? Uh, just Have you watched any of the playoffs? Just for the fact that I can't believe yeah. Orlando and Brooklyn both won this week. So ever since it. Orlando traded Dwight Howard to the Lakers, or no, he left in free agency, excuse me. Yeah. He left, and since D'Angelo Russell has been drafted and traded, Orlando and D'Angelo Russell have more playoff wins than the Lakers. That's crazy. But they have Bron Bron. 
So I am, <laughs> as you can see, gentlemen. But they if you, have. If you both look at my wall, they have Lenzo Ball. Yeah. I have a we, midnight, good. a midnight sleeved Kobe Bryant jersey. I have a white sleeved Kobe that's not hanging. A yellow Kobe no sleeve that's not hanging. I have a beautifully drawn on palette Laker logo. That is a beautiful. And palette. I am one hundred percent serious when I say, if Ty lose the head coach, I am no longer a Lakers fan until mm. the end of this saga. Because how excited were we when Luke Wong got the head coaching job? We were very how excited. excited and positive was it when Magic Johnson and Rob Palinka stepped in? Never has there been an exciting moment or a happy moment since LeBron joined the Lakers, other than the initial we got LeBron. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been a single moment of positivity or we're looking up because we finished with the same record. And if you want to talk about LeBron's injury, I get that. It was a very big injury. But at the end of the day... You cannot have, as the Lakers, the same record from year to year after adding LeBron James. Mm-hmm. That is literally, I, that is is the most tainting measurement that just makes me realize why I hate LeBron. Yeah. I mean, the moment that you found out that... I was Magic- at a wedding when I found out. When they, when they got LeBron? And I didn't believe in love when they said I do. I was at a wedding. Wow. wow. Yeah, that wedding is tainted. I apologize. Wow. <laughs> feel bad for the people you went to the wedding I feel for. bad for myself. So. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, you knew that Magic Johnson as, like, the president of basketball operations was a bad idea when you found out he was tampering with Ben Simmons. So my problem with him tampering is that I don't think Magic knew what he was doing, and I don't think he understood the implications that it could have on the team. But that's the thing, though. If you are a president of basketball operations, this is the type of stuff you need to understand what is not a good thing. Or at least your cronies need to. Yeah. That's <laughs> the issue. The other issue here, though, is that we knew – so there's there's a stereotypical president of operations. There's a stereotypical GM. There's a president, things that happen. Right. Magic Johnson is not the guy that's going to fly to Idaho and watch a junior in high school because he's eventually going to go to the draft. He's not that type of dude. He is a hand hugger. No. He's a baby kisser. He's, he's everything that you want in a guy to be the face of an organization, but yeah. he's not the nitty-gritty. We talked about this. Genie Buss's son is the guy that is probably... Brother. Prob- brother. Oh, sorry. Brother is going to be the one that should be doing that because he's the one who found all yeah. these guys. Found Kuzma. Found, found Josh little, Hart. Yeah. He, he's, he's the head of scouting, Jamie. He's He found Zubak, too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, guys, and I, I'm very open with this, and I already have people sending in applications. I'm going to request, I'm going to do a paid Facebook. I'm going to, above every arena, and I'm just going to say, we're looking for the official NBA team of Thoughts on the Bench. Please send us a video application. I have one from the Sixers and one from the Celtics already being made. That's awesome. We're looking for an official team? Yes. I am. To cheer for? No, not Thoughts on the Bench official team, but I'm using that because I need one, and if I just did it for myself, I don't know if people would. Mm-hmm. No, well, I don't have a basketball team, so let's go. Okay. You get the runner-up. I'll take first place. <laughs> Can I put the Toronto <laughs> Raptors in the pool? Well, the thing is, so every team is in the pool. We just need people to send us a reason why they should be our right. team. Can I take third just because he called runner-up? Technically, no. Because Don't you have a basketball team you cheer for? Mm-mm. Oh, man. We got to figure this out. Globetrotters. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I cheer for the Washington Generals. There it is. <laughs> they good. won one game. That's one good. game. Scoreboard malfunction. Um, so we'll break off NBA. You don't watch Game of Thrones, do you? I do not. He's the worst human ever, isn't dun, he? Dun, dun, I'm sorry. Dun, I try. Dun, 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 dun. My brother tried getting me into Game of Thrones. I think I watched the first four episodes, and then I was just like, I'm not into this. Well, so There's I guess too much debauchery for wholesome Greg. That's actually a really good point. Mm-hmm. I am pretty wholesome. What that's can I a really say? good point. Uh, no, what I was gonna bring up is, so you then have never understood Game of Zones. 
I've seen ads for it on Bleacher Report, but I never watched it. So, so have you ever heard of Game of Zones? No. So they do uh, Game of Thrones, but in the NBA. Okay. And the teams are obviously houses, and it is honestly hysterical because every season, the Knights King is Greg Popovich. And following him was Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, and Manny Ginobili. And they just keep swapping out. So the Spurs are the, the winner because it's, it's just like the Spurs, you know, eventually they're going to be good again. I, I can't believe they made the playoffs this year. I can't either. Um, Michelle Beadle was the only one who thought that they still had a chance. Yeah, and, she's a Spurs you know, fan, though. She is That's a Spurs cheat- fan. I, I never take too much credit when a person that is the fan of that team in the sports media. That's like Greeny saying that the Jets win the Super Bowl next year. But I do give her credit for not falling off the bandwagon when everyone around her, even NBA personnel, all even said that they were going to fall off this year, and they yeah. somehow got back. I give them credit. Yeah, I believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways... Game of Zones, check it out. It's actually super cool. I just never know if I told you about it. I don't know mm-hmm. if you're too much in the NBA, but they, like the the most recent episode, the season, obviously episode one that dropped, was about the practice with Jimmy Butler, and oh, he starts killing them, and the guy's like, "My baby pups," because like they're like, "Cat, do something," and he goes, "He can't, he can't score on me," and then it's it's funny. Oh, that's um, great. I thought it was cool. I mean, I've always been more of a fan of the NFL one. I never watched the NFL one, Gridiron what? Gang or whatever. Oh, it's great. The one. Um... God, I'm trying to remember. This was the year before Jared Goff became quarterback, and they were trying to like figure out different quarterbacks to take over a diving plane that was like flying into the sea. And for some reason, Jay Cutler, who got pulled off of the bench in a Miami jersey, tried to save them while he was smoking a cigarette. That's that great. Up. That sounds accurate. Yeah, Jake Cutty's the god, man. <laughs> Jay Cutler would be smoking a cigarette. <laughs> Works for me. In a yeah. practice Miami jersey, though. Not a real one. Oh, yeah. They could give him yeah. one of those. Yeah. No, I think Jay Cutler's finally done in the NFL. Let's switch to some NFL. Let's let's close the show with NFL here, Greg. Mm. Um, Before we get to it, real quick, what okay. are your thoughts on the Jets unis? Um, they called it Gotham Green, but they're not even really in New York. Yeah. So that never made sense to me. And I, it's not when I think of Jets, I think of that lighter green. I don't think of this dark, weird. I hated them. I thought they were so mismatched and off character for them. Yeah. And it was one of those things where sometimes you can do that. But nine times out of ten, you're always safer going with the original uniform your team had right. than inventing the wheel. Yeah, yeah ask the me- Steelers. <laughs> yeah, Bumblebee. It reminded me of the '80s a little bit. The, okay. Jet, the Jets like logo, but like at, when I saw the black, yes. I'm like, I was like, "What is this?" So yeah, I wasn't I wasn't crazy about that. Good question. Mm-hmm. Good question. Mm. Next question I have for you. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Russell Wilson's supposed holdout? So, for anybody that doesn't know, Russell Wilson gave the Seahawks until midnight tonight to give him an extension. He's on the last year of his contract. He's going to the Yankees, baby. <laughs> oh. How great would that be if that <laughs> actually be awesome. happened? If he played the back half of this season in a Yankees uniform, never took the field. Wait, is there proof behind this? No. He, well, he, but, his minor league rights got traded to the Yankees, so I yeah. mean, he technically could. He goes to the Yankees spring training every year. Yeah, well, he goes to the Rangers, and then he got traded. Now he goes to the Yankees. Yes. Right. Huge baseball guy. You forgot. Yeah. Right. Um, I know all. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's actually a really good point. So uh, somebody said he wants to go to New York, and I just assumed it was the Giants. But that's, I mean, honestly. He's talking about the Yankees. So here's what we're talking about. Russell Wilson had a contract so big, it destroyed the Legion of Boom. Um, it did. That's, I a, mean, that's, that's a very fair yeah. argument. Yeah. But at the same time, we've never seen a quarterback like him. Mm-hmm. Um, very athletic, very small, but is very good in the pocket, can make a ton of passes. He he reminds me of Aaron Rodgers in the sense that his linemen are basically like, good luck, because yeah. he they just scramble so much left and right. Mm. But they find their way. But anyways, Russell Wilson is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, hands down. Easy. That Seattle Seahawks team has been on the decline since they paid him. I would be very, very surprised if he did not play this. Like, 
He did not say that he would hold out. He did not say he would not play. He said, I'm going to finish my contract, but if we don't finish a contract by midnight tonight, he will never negotiate with them again, Mm -hmm. making it basically he will play this year, but that is it. I find it a little bit of a stretch for you to say on the decline because this is a team that a lot of people thought was going to go 2-14 last year, and they made it to the playoffs, and Russell Wilson probably had one of the best years of his career. On the decline in the sense of what they were, which is a back-to-back, should have been actual super winner. They should have gone three times. Mm Due to his contract. To Don't me, get me wrong. The Seahawks, I mean, they're okay, but you got to look at that division last year. Yeah. The 49ers lose both of their stars. The Cardinals are atrociously terrible. Mm-hmm. The Rams obviously have the Rams' life ahead of them. But the Seahawks were just flat out better as a team than those two very, very hurt franchises yeah. in that sense. What I am saying, though, is they have a very young and questionable defense. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a guy holding out. Is it Frank Clark? Frank, Frank right? Clark, yeah. yeah. Holding out on the franchise tag. You look mm-hmm. at their offense. You have no idea who they're running. They wasted, in my opinion, a first-round pick on Rashad Penny, even though you come in with Chris Carson as your number one. I mean, one. that running back committee is just so out of whack. You it's look at Doug Baldwin, out. who might never play a down of football again mm-hmm. after hernia surgery. Yep. Tyler Lockett is obviously a serviceable number two, but you lost Paul Richardson to Washington the year before, so you really are looking for that next receiver. They have um, not DJ Moore, some like something more. I forget their other receiver. Excuse me, David Moore, I believe. Yeah, David Moore. Um, it's coming in as a decent number three. But uh, uh, I mean, as a whole, they lost the Seattle Seahawks when two things happened. One, they traded Max Unger for Jimmy Graham. Two, they paid idea. Russell Wilson. Those two things completely destroyed Seattle. That's a fair argument. Max Unger was the linchpin for that offensive line because it was it's been brutal ever since. What really destroyed Seattle was Pete Carroll saying throw the ball. <laughs> Which ha- Well, they had yeah. Jimmy Graham that Super Bowl, and they would have had Max Unger, which maybe things change. That is very accurate. No, I mean, in all honesty, they ran the numbers and this, that, this, that, but you have arguably the best running back in the league at that point. Um, yeah, run the ball. You know what? I mean, Seattle's – I mean, they're looking at the writing on the wall. They're not. He's not going to be able to negotiate with them. They wanted to. They really could start the rebuild off pretty strongly this That's, year. Honestly, that is the exact thought I had, which is that we have Russ for one more year. Maybe you see how well you do, and then you trade him or something. You kind of want to get a piece for him. But at the end of the day, I'm going to look up who their backup quarterbacks are because they could target one in this draft. And then, realistically, like you said, they have a nice base right now, right. which I said was a decline based on their former team. But they're a middle-of-the-pack team right, right now. They're maybe a they're in that like twenty-five to twenty range without mm-hmm. Russ, but they're still pretty good. Right, and I was gonna say like even if you don't hold on to him for another year, that one year that you have him under control for, you could easily kind of leverage that and maybe get something out of it. Why don't you team. just go all in then? Yarmo Kukalainen did it, and right now he's up three nothing on the Lightning. Oh, well, because uh, first Push and foremost, all in. Push all in. <laughs> Push all in. Well, what would We're be all in for Seattle probably. right now, Josh? What would be all in for just Seattle? Trade, trade everybody, sign every free agent, just do whatever, whatever you yeah. have to do to be all in. There are arguably zero free agents that I think would impact their team enough to matter right now. Yeah. Um, their quarterbacks, as of right now, it looks like on Wikipedia, are just Russell Wilson and Paxton Lynch. Oh. Um, which honestly. I mean, maybe Paxton Lynch gets another shot. I, I wouldn't absolutely hate that, but man, but I, mean, I guess what I'm getting at is that it's different, in my opinion, at that time in hockey because that was free agency's peak. Mm-hmm. Free agency's peak for NFL was a while ago, yeah. And everyone basically signed for their teams. I mean, if they were really going to go out and get it, they would have got a B. 
they would have gotten some of the big names. They would have got Ziggy Onza. Right. They would have got some so big it's names. Too late. You know what? Something yes, I, they I are the team they are. You know what? Something I didn't realize. There's a lot of pass rushers that have not signed yet. It's a lot of safeties. There's there is a lot of safeties. Yeah, but the hey, reason the Steelers need one of those. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but I just realized, like the main reason I didn't think of this. The whole reason that probably a lot of these pass rushers aren't being signed is because this draft class is just loaded with them. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, teams so, are going to see what falls in the draft and sign after. If I'm an agent and I have a player that's a pass rusher, I'm doing dude. Sit relax. Back. Sit back you and relax. You are fine. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to get a big money contract, but at least they'll you'll they'll, play. You'll play. They'll have suitors like waiting for them, probably more than likely. Were you going to say something? No. Oh, cool. <laughs> well, it seems me, good sir. Um, yeah, they just have Paxton Lynch, and arguably, I don't know. I don't want to call him the flat out like a. He was a first round pick, but he shouldn't have been a first round pick. And he was Elway's pick, so everyone's like, "Oh, he's going to be great." Mm. Meh. Elway's got mud on his face for that one. <laughs> Yeah, I think they target it at least later on in the draft, and they get Garner Minshew, and then they trade Russell Wilson, and Garner's the man. That's what I'm saying. You just love that stash. You know, uh, shout-out to a friend of the show, Steve Kramer, who uh, told me a while ago he would bet me $1,000 that Trace McSorley does not get drafted. Are you serious? So I hit him back up today, and I said, you still good for that 1000 <laughs> <laughs> He said, actually, they're grading him as a sixth, seventh-round pick right now, and I said, mm-hmm. I know. But because of his athletic ability, not his quarterback ability. And that's where him and I differ on. I think teams are actually giving him a shot. But uh, I think he gets drafted. Wait, man. wait. Who's How gra- don't you draft him? Um, How don't you draft a kid with that much balls and that much athletic ability? Because wait, wait, wait. Who's, who's grading him a sixth or seventh round? The analyst or his podcast is grading him a sixth or seventh rounder? Analyst is what he said. Okay. I was just going to point that out there. Yeah, right no, now. trust me. I, I mean, I'm grading him as a seventh rounder. All right. Uh, so basically, you look at Trace. He is the winningest quarterback in Penn State history. He uh, ran the fastest 40, even though um, Kyler Murray did not run. But I strongly, strongly, strongly believe Kyler did not run because he knew he was going to be bad at the 40 compared to Trace. And it looks really bad if you're the number one quarterback and someone else in the draft that's going in the seventh round was faster than you and you're an explosive player. Right. Yeah. Obviously, injuries and other things are in there as well. But Trace is wildly... Um, undersized he is inconsistent in the passing game although fast his feet aren't the greatest thing ever he does have balls he will dive head first he'll try anything to win but sometimes that mentality needs to be backed with the greatest skill to matter in the nfl the nfl is based around quarterbacks that basically are talented and can be a part of a system that people believe in not so much guys that have maybe the athletic ability. Like, look at Carson Wentz. Look at uh, Big Ben. Look at Phillip Rivers. I put those guys together there because they will – Matt Stafford, too. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, they will try to make the throw that will win the game that will possibly lose them the game. You look at guys in the league that um, a little bit more like shadow the middle of the pack guys, they're not going to try and make that throw. Trace would try and make that throw, but he doesn't have the skill to back it up. But what about a Antoine Randall-L situation where he switches positions? Like, could he not convert to wide receiver? 100%. But he also said that he was not willing to work out as a cornerback, even though he got – he was a highly touted cornerback coming out of high school. Right. He said that he was not willing to uh, train as one of them to work with the DBs, which honestly makes 100% sense because as his agent, why would you want him working out a position he hasn't played in four years? Now, you look at it and you say, I'm drafting Trace McSorley. I'm drafting a special teams guy. I'm drafting a cornerback, potentially. I'm drafting some kind of seventh running back, wide receiver. Like best best, best player on the board type scenario there. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's like kind if of- he drops that far, 
Like, if you get the oh, first yeah. pick in the sixth round, I'm taking Trey's McSorley well, six, every freaking Sixth or seventh time. round at this point is, like, the the most lottery type of thing you could do. It's Well, it's 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 a combination of what have they shown me that makes me think – it's it's a combination of floor and ceiling. Basically, you're not going to take Trace, who might have the lowest ceiling but a decent floor, over a guy that has a super high ceiling and a way lower floor. Because you're like, look, Trace might work out. But where are we going to play him? This kid over here, if he works out, he'll be the number one punt return specialist in the game. Right. So a lot of teams gamble on it that sense. And then you think every team only has one pick. You think there's teams that say, why would we take a guy that's a quarterback driven? Because maybe he gets drafted and he doesn't convert. Maybe he says, F you, I'm not converting. And the team is stuck with him at quarterback. They're just going to cut him. Plus, weirdly enough, in the seventh round, too, a lot of guys will refuse to get drafted because of the fact that they think it's better just to be an undrafted free agent. A lot of guys think it's better to be undrafted free agent because you can get more money and you can sign with any team you want. Right. If you're drafted, you're limited to the amount of money you can make. And the team. Yes, and the team. So can he, if he doesn't go in the first round, can he just be like, nah, I'm going to be a free agent? Um, He would never, ever in a trillion years go in the first round. But he can, I guess, tell – I mean, he can tell teams, if you draft me, I'm not going to sign with you. But then there's still a process of, like – I mean, look at John Elway when he got drafted. I'm not sure if you know the story, yeah. basically. Okay. Basically, he was same like, all right. Peyton. What's that? Peyton Manning did the same thing. No. No. Pay- You're thinking of Eli Manning said that the Chargers couldn't draft him, uh, and that was yeah, Archie. Yeah. Okay. John, John – um, Elway said, if your team drafts me, if the Baltimore Colts draft me, I will go play baseball for the uh, Yankees. And uh, they drafted him, and he went and was going to play, but then they traded his rights right. to um, the Broncos. So that's what I'm getting at more with Trace is that I guess Trace could say, oh, you drafted me, I'm just not going to sign this. But then there's the whole issue of like, then they could, pro- I think they could hold his rights to minicamp or something along yeah, those lines. They could. And actually. then it's like, oh, so during minicamp, he then would have to go through the process of asking teams to sign him, which they already have. There's 72 guys. You got to right. cut that down to 53. Plus, Why are you adding another wild Plus, card? you have the fact that all these guys are signing AAF players, too. Yes. There's a lot of guys that have been getting signed lately. Which So Trace McSorley is going to be the starting quarterback for the New York Slammers in the XFL. He would fit right in with Hackenberg. <laughs> oh, man. What a hack. My, my, my biggest argument with Christian Hackenberg when he came out is if that Bill O'Brien, his college coach, is going to pass on him, no team should draft him. Right. As soon as as soon as the Texans pass on him, I said, I hope nobody picks him up because why would you? The coach said, the coach he, co- like the guy he coached. Kid had lead in his ass. I was going to say, didn't he, go, he, didn't he go like 10 and 3 with, uh, with Bill O'Brien? Yeah. Something like that. Well, and yeah, Brian. but then the next season flopped. With Bill O'Brien or without? Uh, it was without Bill O'Brien, but still. But that just kind of makes you think, like, if Bill O'Brien had a better quarterback, then Penn State could have probably gone to the national championship that year. If every team had a better quarterback, they could go to the national championship. That is very and, true. What, and what team Ooh, had Trace McSorley and won a Big Ten championship? With Are Saquon Barkley. Oh, that's so cute. You're calling Big Ten big? With Aww. Saquon Barkley, by the way. That's so cute. Yeah. Oh, just because mm. it has the word big doesn't mean it's really big. No one right? can see the grin that is I mean, on my face right and now. And you also the Big Mac really isn't that big. Buddy. All right. Well, you know what? At the end of the day, I'm boys, pretty sure it was on a technicality. I have too. a Big Ten championship yeah. ring, well, and neither of you was do. It, so it like I actually have a real right question. here. Did what? you win that with all the scandal stuff about raping children? I don't think they uh, did. I won it with the hockey team. Oh, well, then why are you bragging about this one? Because it... What a douchebag. I, I have know. a championship for fantasy football. You want to size that? Mm. I have a championship for cornhole. <laughs> 
Yeah, I know. That's I played true. on that team. And we do a video proof, actually, that yeah. he did win it. So. I have bobbleheads. Yes. Um, I have one question. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Who's bigger for Clemson, Deshaun Watson or Dabo Sweeney? In the history of making them what they are right now. Dabo, because he established the culture. But who backed the culture up with a national championship? And a, a run at the national championship. I thought about that today. And the reason I bring that up is because we talk a lot about the culture of, of college locker rooms and how that's what brings people in. The reason I'm going with Deshaun is because you can have the greatest culture. You can be the greatest coach. But unless you actually win, and I'm not saying that team was like bad or anything. Don't get me wrong. Their defense no. has always been tremendous. But without Deshaun Watson winning that national championship, I think the team gave up on Dabo sooner rather than later. I don't know because that's... I mean, because, I know it's kind of a loaded question. Yeah, because even even before Deshaun Watson, they had Taj Boyd, and I mean, it's not like they were pushovers. Oh, did you know he was a Stealer for a second? Yeah, I remember. Oh, I wanted us to keep Taj Boyd. Yeah, I I mean, like looking at it, granted they wouldn't have won a national championship, but at the same time, they still established that culture where I think they won an Orange Bowl with Taj Boyd. Too, yes, they so. did, but that they were bull guys, not natty guys. And obviously, uh, this natty wasn't there at the time, right. so it was way different. Yeah. But I don't know. I, was, I don't know why I thought about that. Like, were literally, BC- we have to shut the show off now, but I just wanted to ask that question. They were BCS contenders with Taj Boyd, so I mean, it would have eventually Big gone Big cock there. section. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Greg Mack. <laughs> All right. Elsass, uh, thank you for being on the show today, yeah, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me. Greg, thank you for being on my podcast today. Of course. It, go Jackets, um, go. CBJ. CBJ. That can't be a real thing. Yeah. JJO. JJO. <laughs> All right, guys. This has been Tubers Deep. Check out the live show this Thursday. We'll have draft day coming out uh, tomorrow, which is the same day as this, with Greg Mack, Josh Elsass, and Justin Boyd, Pittsburgh photographer. Very excited about that. The categories I sent Josh were really vague and funny. So I'm excited about that. I'm really concerned about one of them. Yeah, one of them was a little bit different. But all right, guys, this has been Two Beers Deep. Say bye to Greg. Bye. Hey, no, 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 no.